Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Puppies and kitties, books and movies. Yes, we love these. Listen to this podcast, please. How's it going, guys? Pretty Swag. good. Welcome to Book Swaggles. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad you could make it. Me too. Um, sadly, Susan could not make it. She uh, is stuck in traffic. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens. It just it sounds funny to be like to say it, but that's what's going on. <laughs> um, so today we are talking about Solo. A Star Wars story starring Donald Glover. <laughs> so I wanted to start off with an intro question. Y'all might have thought I was joking when I said I was going to ask this I did not. as the intro. But my question to you guys is, what is your favorite thing about Donald Glover? And I will go last because I just kind of want to hear what you guys have to say. This is Kelly. Hey, everyone. My favorite thing about Donald Glover is probably community, like Yay. his role on community. I am not like – I I'm not saying I'm not a f- – that I don't like Childish Gambino, but I just like haven't really listened. Um, oh, it makes you a mix. I know. Girl. I'm one of those white bitches who's like, I'm not really into rap. <laughs> I like it when women rap. (laughs) I like sad girl singer songs. I like white girl music. But um, no, when I whenever I hear it, it's good. I just haven't like really sought it out. But uh, I am very familiar with his role on Community because I watched all of it after Emily made me. Yeah, that's my. I'm Um, I'm the Donald Donald Glover evangelist. Yes, Mm -hmm. and. He was, like, my favorite part, and the show significantly decreased in quality when he Guys, left. I cried the episode where he left to go sailing. With LeVar Burton. Yeah, with LeVar Burton. <laughs> I legit cried, like, actual tears. Like, I was so sad. I think I did, It was too. sad, because, you know, like, me and Abe were going on their last adventure together, and the floor was lava, and I was like, oh, yeah. this is their last adventure. I know, I was really sad. They Like, their friendship was my favorite thing about community very sweet i love also so i've been re-watching community and i love also the episode where they're having um 
they're like having a war and one of them is building a pillow fort and one of them is building a blanket fort. Oh, yeah. And at the very end of the episode, like they're just like everyone else has stopped fighting and they're just like beating each other's with pil- beating each other with pillows. And Jeff's like, guys, what are you doing? Like, just stop. And they're like, no, we can't because this is the last thing we'll ever get to do together. Oh. <laughs> it's like, we can't stop fighting because we said after we stopped fighting, we were never going to talk again. Oh, my God. It's so adorable. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> uh, Mary. I, hmm. It's hard to pick because I feel like uh, Donald Glover's childish Gambino, like, music side of his career is completely different from his acting side of his career. And I like both a lot i guess and this isn't like a specific project he's worked on but i think i just really appreciate that he's always trying to do something different and doesn't get pigeonholed into one way of doing things so like in atlanta the first season was really good but in the second season i feel like they're taking a lot of risks and doing really creative innovative episodes Mm -hmm. with his music his rap is phenomenal and he's like really witty and smart with his lyrics. That was really good. But then he came out with like a jazz funk record, you know, like he's always doing something different. And I think that like as an artist refusing to just be one thing is always like a good thing because you can grow and change. Right, He's constantly challenging himself. And if yeah. you listen to his albums, they're all really different but all still really good. So it's not, it's really hard to pin like what Childish Gambino sounds like because like he tries a lot of different stuff. His rap about like fetishization of Asian women decreases significantly. Oh yeah. So like that's, so I have a real soft spot in my heart for his first album, but there's a lot of Asian girl rapping in there. And it's sort of, you're like, I love the song, but also like, Calm down with the Asian girl fetish. I don't know. It's like, this is great, but... Yeah, mm. further proof that no matter how great you are, if you're a man, you're probably still kind of gross. Yeah. (laughs) But on um, Atlanta, he's been showcasing Van a lot, especially on this new season, which I mentioned in one of my blogs. But, um, you know, like, I think he's been looking specifically at, you know, like, black feminism through the character of Van and also just, like... Uh, the, how hard it is to be like a mother and like really like ex- exploring it, the female storylines as well. I think the first season was more centered around his character in general. And the second season he's exploring all the other characters, which is great because like they're all interesting and they all seem like full people. Um, so, I mean, this is Emily, obviously like every, <laughs> everything you guys said, I've just been like, Oh yeah, that's great. And that's great. And also this is great. So I really don't know what else I can add. Um, everything. I love Donald Glover, like everything about him. I love community. I think it's hilarious. Like I still re like I'm rewatching it right now and I still laugh really hard every time. Um, and, uh, then when he came out with camp, um, I was like, oh my gosh, Don Glover has a, you know, like a rap album. I'm going to check this out and see what it's like. Not really expecting much from it. And I listened to it the first time and it was so good. I was like texting people like, oh my God, have you heard this? Like, it's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've, I've been following him since pretty early in his career. I, I, I know he did stuff before that too, but I'm just amazed at how talented he is 
how talented he is and how good he is at everything. And he was also really awesome in this movie. So let's talk about this movie. Let's huh? talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a quick summary that I got from the Star Wars wiki, obviously. Not good reads. <laughs> Not good reads. Good Wars. <laughs> good Star Wars. Okay. Hint. Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story, an all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy, through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld. Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot, Chewbacca, and encounters the notorious gambler, Lando Calrissian, in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. Nailed it! Woo! There was a lot of pressure to get that one right because I messed up the last one so bad. <laughs> you did great. I was like, I gotta do this perfectly. You did great. I was holding my breath for you the whole time. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It perfect. It's so mean. Not a single error. Thank you. I wanted to start this uh, conversation by addressing the elephant in the room, which is there were a lot of production woes. Um, so many. So many, and that kind of, like, overtook the story of Solo and sort of, like, what everybody knows about it, and I think probably is a lot of the reason it didn't do so well in the box office um, this weekend as maybe it was hoping to do. Um, I read a lot about how it underperformed and might actually be the first Star Wars movie to lose money. Um, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um but I think a lot of, I personally feel like a lot of that has to do with the fact that there was a lot of like negative, like mumbling about like behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff going on with this movie. Um, and we'll link to, uh, I mean, there are tons of articles out there about this, but we'll link to a Vulture article um, where one of the actors actually like talks about what was going on. But basically like in some, they fired the first director's film Phil Miller and Chris Lord, who directed Lego Movie and 21 Jump Street, and hired Ron Howard. But apparently, unlike Rogue One, which also had a lot of production issues, um, the script didn't change at all. Um, I just had a little side note here to say, I personally thought Rogue One was terrible. Um, Gasp. And, (laughs) no, it was fucking terrible. I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Anyway. (laughs) Um, also the actor playing Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich, yes. um, apparently was having trouble nailing his Harrison Ford impression. So they actually brought in a acting coach to help him, uh, mimic Harrison Ford, um, a little bit more closely. And, um, this, act, this, um, source said that he felt like the coach helped, um, what do you guys think? How do you guys think he did in the role of Han Solo? I mean, I think he was pretty good. Um, he was very Harrison Ford adjacent. Mm-hmm. At the same time, this is kind of my issue with this movie getting made to begin with. Is Han Solo is a character we know a lot about. And even if you know we didn't know the fine details of how he met Chewbacca, like we kind of knew the gist of it. I just I feel like there were other characters that could be better explored in a standalone movie. I don't know that we needed a Han Solo movie, and it also is just like so much pressure for an actor to live up to this like iconic 
character who is so much Harrison Ford. I... It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I think he did great, personally. I'm kind of... I did, too. Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of him, honestly, I gotta admit, because I love Hail Caesar. I do not love Hail Caesar, but I thought he did a really good job Mm. in that movie. I thought... I mean, I didn't hate Hail Caesar, but um, he was was definitely, like, the standout. He was one of the better parts. Yeah. He stole the show, for sure. Um, Sorry. But anyway, aside from that, also, this is kind of funny, and we can cut this out, um... If we need to, but today I learned that a friend of mine went to school with him, like went to NYU with him, and apparently they were like really good friends. But then uh, I guess once um, Alden Ehrenreich started becoming more successful, he kind of like dropped him as a oh friend. Oh my gosh, <laughs> was kind of like an asshole. Yeah, but then I also don't like the person who this source information is coming from is not I mean, someone who I totally you know what? trust. And I think it's probably also coming from a place of bitterness. Honestly, there are also probably people in my life who would say, like, yeah, we used to be close, but then, like, she just, like, kind of, like, went away, went an asshole, because I'm not very good at, like, keeping in touch with people. Yeah. So, if you're listening, which you're probably not because you hate me, but <laughs> it's not personal. I'm I just sorry. hate talking on the phone. Um, I'm not good at sending emails, and uh, I'm really bad at sending letters, so there you go. I'm sure that's exactly what Alden would say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably not. He probably is an asshole, but you know what? It doesn't matter. That's fine. A good job I think he's a great movie, actor. I, <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, there. I mean, and I, like, totally love Harrison Ford, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the fact that I kind of left the movie thinking like, man, there are some points where I was like, this is like, he is Han Solo right now. Yeah. And I went with Justine, um, my roommate, and she is like a huge Harrison Ford. She is obsessed with Harrison Ford. Like her 16th birthday party was an Indiana Jones theme party and she made us all dress up as characters. Oh my gosh, that's and awesome. And she made her boyfriend dress up as Indiana Jones. And then they had <laughs> private party later with the whip. Probably. Yeah. yeah. They were 16, but probably yes. Um uh anyway, but she was like super impressed by him by his performance and she's like yeah. the biggest Harrison Ford fan. So I think like he he does a really good job and I wouldn't have known that he needed extra help with it because it seemed pretty like natural to me. Well it sounds his... like they need they wanted something like extremely particular. So like even if yeah. you're a really good actor, that can be a really hard thing to do. Yeah, well, because acting is different than impressions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And some people aren't great at impressions. But I didn't feel like he was doing an impression. I felt like he was just embodying this character and not exactly the same way, but like there were definitely moments where it was perfect and just some of his like facial expressions and like. And just to to be clear, like for me at least, like the moment, I know I too said like there were moments where I was like, that's Han Solo. Just because there were like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like every single moment he was exactly like Harrison Ford's Han Solo. Like I was never taken out of the movie. Like I feel like I'm watching someone pretending to be Han Solo. Yeah, like who's this guy? Yeah. (laughs) It was close enough. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so the last thing about production um, and obviously like this didn't work out for them because as I said, it really underperformed in its first weekend, um, which doesn't bode well for the rest of the weekends as we know. Um, But 
this source also pointed out that the financial underperformance of the last Star Wars installment, um, which fell 200 million short of predictions, um, has incentivized the studio to make the force strong with this one, quote unquote. That's what the article said, not me. <laughs> good job. <laughs> so, I mean, so the source <laughs> said um, they have to make Solo good after the less. The Last Jedi didn't make as much money as expected. If they want to keep making Star Wars movies, it has to be good. So, like, I know we usually say this to the end, but this seems like a good time to just, like, ask, like, is it good? That makes me so mad because I think The Last Jedi was good. It was good, yeah. I think The Last Jedi was better than Solo. I think a lot of dude bros got pissy because there weren't enough mm-hmm. dude moments mm-hmm. in The Last Jedi. I agree. But... Um, I think Solo was fine. I I always categorize Star Wars movies into two categories. There's like world building, character building, balance between talking and action scene Star Wars movies. And then there's just all action, all the time Star Wars movies. And I do not like the all action all the time Star Wars movies, because I just don't like action movies that much. And I think Solo was a lot of action, sometimes funny action, sometimes plot driving action, but it was just a lot of action for me, personally. Well, what I... So I think this movie was was good, and I um, am not a fan of action movies. But I think because we know these characters so well that the action works because we, like, understand all of their personal motivations. And the new characters they brought in were, like, good. They made sense. I got who they were pretty quickly. I understood why everyone was doing what they were doing. And it was more interesting to me because of that. Where, like, a lot of times in action movies, you'll just have these this, like, batch of characters and you're like, I don't know who these people are or why they're doing anything. Generic bad guy. Yeah, let's just talk about this in comparison to something like... Rogue One. Rogue One, (laughs) which I fucking hate. Um, But, like, that I would say... I mean, I hated that movie because it was a war movie. And I do not like war movies. Um, The thing about war movies is it's just, like, mass deaths and big giant battle scenes over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't really mean anything, you know? Yeah. I didn't feel like this movie was that. Yeah. Um, I think... There was a lot of action, but there was a lot of, like, different kinds of actions. And I I felt like there was still a lot of character. Because, like, we were introduced to a lot of characters that, by the end of the movie, I cared about. So... Yeah. I'm sorry, were you gonna say something? Oh, I mean, just that like I think they're they also had action sequences that were more like like high stakes, but like small like like the scene where they're all inside the ship together. Um right. and it's like kind of like an action movie scene, but the it's not really action. Like it's like them pressing buttons. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. and it's very like emotional. And I like that they were able to create such like tension and drama in in scenes like that where you're like just dealing with these characters and not like a bunch of like people running around and shooting each other you know right it it felt like there was like some teamwork problem solving Mm -hmm. going on i loved it i was just struck because every time lando was on screen i was like but what if there was a lando movie would you like me to skip ahead to that no i mean i just We'll talk about that. Because I have that as a bullet point. We'll come back to it. All right, we'll come back to that. I think there will be one, um, personally. But 
I guess my final thing to say is that I agree, like I was not crazy about Rogue One either. Like Emily hated it. I wouldn't say I hated it. I it was fine. And like I think it I very much disliked it. Yeah, it was well made, I think, but I think like the characters were very underdeveloped and I had a huge problem with that, especially with the main character. She just like yeah. did nothing for me. I didn't understand her. I had no concept of like anything about her. And like I just w- ha- found it really hard to care the entire time I was right. watching. Um, yeah. I mean, at this point, they're all going to be well-made because Disney owns Yeah, it. like... And Disney brings, like, a certain production value. Yeah, and I think, like, the the plot machinations came together in a, in a fun way, I guess. And I liked the, the drama of the ending. I liked that everyone died. I enjoyed that. <laughs> um... Because, like, I do, I, what I do like about these, like, standalone movies is that they can just kind of, like, they don't have to worry about, like, how are we going to set this up for the next movie, you know? Like, we know where Han Solo ends up. Yeah. So. We know what happened to the people who did the Rogue One stuff. Exactly. I also thought it was good. I think I kind of made that obvious already. I didn't, I guess I should clarify, like, I did not like it, and I even, yeah. like, am talking about seeing it again, because for some reason we got weird free tickets yeah. When we went to go we see We did, it. because apparently it was hot in our theater. I didn't know. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I like, I enjoy this. I liked The Last Jedi more than this. I liked The Force Awakens more than this. But I liked this better than Rogue One. I like most things better than Rogue One. And better than all the prequels. And, you know, I think that's saying something. <laughs> um. So I would like to talk about what I think this movie was truly about. And that was the the friendship between Chewie and Han, which was honestly, like, aside from Donald Glover, which just goes without saying, the best part of the movie, the best moments of the movie to me were the moments between Chewie and Han. Um, I love seeing how they met for the first time. Mm -hmm. I thought that was super cool. And, like, you know, you're talking about how we know a lot about these characters. I think this was one thing that, like, Mm -hmm. we didn't really know how their friendship became a thing. And I think it's, um, it was cool seeing that. I don't have a lot of like context outside of just the like films like i haven't really read a lot i don't really know much i'm not like a yeah. huge star wars person <laughs> i have just watched the movies and really like yeah. them but i don't know anything so to me this was all like very exciting <laughs> i was like i have no idea like i was just like thrilled well that's the thing is like there's so much of the so much of the background of these stories are built up yeah. in novels and comics and like the TV shows and stuff like that, which we're probably going to come back to with the special cameo. We're spoiling everything, but I don't read comics or the Star Wars books or anything. So to me, the only thing that's canon is like what happens in the movies. And I'm sorry if that's terrible. You can write in and tell me. When Disney took control of Star Wars, they said, okay, we're just going to treat it as if none of that other stuff happened. Which I'm fine with. (laughs) Because I didn't read it. (laughs) I mean, I am, but like, because I don't read it either. I've read some of the comics, but like, I don't know that much about it either. But at the same time, people who have like gotten really invested in this mythos that is canon, just to have all of it wiped is kind of bad but like why is it canon who wrote it lots of different people yeah lots of different people i mean i think the the issue with that is that like if you want to have this movie be successful 
like, you can't expect everyone to have yeah. read all of that stuff in order to be able to understand it, you know? And, like, I, I think that that would be – to have the movies assume that you are familiar with all the background material would be cutting out and limiting, like, a huge – Definitely. – chunk of your audience. And I don't think the movies have ever assumed people know that. Yeah. I feel like all the Star Wars fanboys are going to come at me, but – it's just like saying all that stuff is canon is basically like saying that the cursed child is Harry Potter canon. It's just not. It is. It is. Like someone else. No, it's not. I think it's someone else wrote it. We can disagree it about this all day. No, uh, uh-uh, it's not canon. <laughs> it's it's not. Well, it's stupid. But all so, the Star Wars stuff so was written. Are like, we saying under that Lucasfilm's official sanction? Just like The Cursed Child was written under J.K. Rowling's official sanction. Like, it is canon. If the author says, like, yes and gives the blessing, then... I'm sorry. No, Voldemort did not have a child. Like, that's ridiculous. It's not canon. I mean, it it is ridiculous, but I think we aren't allowed to choose what's what's canon because it's dumb. Like, that's how I feel. It's like, yes, this is dumb, but, like, this was confirmed by the person who created it, so... I don't know, like, what else to say. But that's, like, a different conversation, and I think that's something that we're never going to agree. Like, if you feel one way or the other way about what makes something canon, like, you're never going to change your mind. And I think it's fair to disagree about it because it's – there are arguments for both sides. My point being, I don't care about Sorry. I mean, I don't care about them. They're just out there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's it's fair not to care. I obviously don't care about them. I have. I did read, read them, the Phantom, but Menace I do see many times when it came out. I was very into the Phantom Menace I, for some reason. Yeah. Well, and there are things that 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 are in the in the books and the comic books that they like are including mm. as as part of the movie that you don't necessarily know, but it's like backstory if you want it. Like, with these new characters, like, if you want more backstory on, like, Poe, you can go and read. And with the special cameo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to do some background check-in on the special cameo, because I was, like, so confused. Yeah. The Poe Dameron comic is actually, like, I did read the really first Poe Dameron comic. I-, I should read it. And the Darth Vader comics are really good, too. He has a C-3PO droid that is all black and basically oh just tortures people and loves oh, to I really want to read... Those Ninja Turtle Ghostbusters crossover comics. <laughs> Sounds That's excellent. like right up my alley, guys. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but back to the doc. Back to the yes. movie. Yes. Um, I mean, there's something about the dynamic between Chewie and Han is really funny and like indicative of a certain sort of friendship. And Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, it wasn't Harrison Ford, I think Alden Ehrenreich did a good job of, like, capturing that dynamic. And it was nice. Mm-hmm. Like, the writing was good for yeah. Chewie and Han. They got sure. nice chemistry. How did you guys feel about that shower they Oof. had together? Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved it. And a million fan fictions <laughs> took yeah. sale. No, but I do feel like this... This movie, like, the central romance in this movie is, like, their friendship more than oh, yeah. his romance with uh, Kira. I would have liked so, for Amelia Clark to just I, not be in it, honestly. <sighs> we'll get to her. Um, but, like, one moment that I loved, prob- possibly my favorite moment in the movie, is when 
Chewie takes the co-pilot seat next to him and they just kind of like look up at each other and it's like the first time that they're like being in these seats together and it's like you know like all that's to come and it's just like so sweet and it like warmed my heart so much it took me back to in um in uh, the force awakens when they get back on the millennium falcon (laughs) and han solo is like chewie we're home and i'm like oh they have so much history and i love it and that's what i think is like valuable about (laughs) having this movie exist because I do agree like I didn't ask for this like I didn't need it but it is fun to watch and is like you know it just gives extra context for all of this stuff that we already know and I think like just because it's not necessary doesn't mean it's not worth something you know well let's talk about something that we did ask for and that's the Lando movie yes um so I do want to I do want to read what Donald Glover said about a Lando spinoff. Does someone else want to read it? Uh, so Donald Glover, when asked about a potential Lando spinoff, he said it would be cool to see like Frasier in space, <laughs> like a high end guy in space. He also said all of these characters are very specific and they have very specific points of view. So it's always going to be fun to see them traveling around to a planet that is the opposite of what they're used to. All of that seems like it would be fun to write for sure. He also said it would be fun to be Lando again. And he says that Solo has kind of granted a sort of freedom to the character story arcs. He said that he would love to do it again. He said it was really fun. The movie, I feel like, is wide open. I feel like with the Skywalkers, it's hard because it's almost like the Bible. Yes. There's a story that you have to tell in the lineage of that family. I feel like out here, it's like, yeah, we're just like hustlers and gamblers and space pirates, essentially. So you can do a lot more and have a lot more fun. Yeah. And this is from an article from the Daily Times that we can link to. Yeah. I think the positive reception that his performance has been getting, I think that they will do it. And also, I I think that, like, even before seeing the movie, I think a lot of people were like, well, we're mostly seeing it for Donald Glover, not just me. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, he's kind of a big deal. Even beyond... It being Donald Glover, which he's a perfect fit for it. He's wonderful yeah. in it. And I, you know, he's, I think the role is his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he should want it. But even beyond it being Donald Glover, who I already like. Yeah. I think Lando is a character that could do with some more development. Like, I don't know a lot about totally. Lando. I have questions about how he gets where he gets by the time we meet him in the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be interesting. And again, like this is stuff that's been fleshed out in the books and stuff, but I think it would be interesting to see in a movie and it would be a different type of Star Wars movie. Like it would be action. It would also be a lot of witty conversations and smart alecky comments and space pirating, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I'm very into. And it's a thing that canonically exists within the Star Wars universe we just don't see that much. Right. We see it in sort of like the periphery. Yeah. But yeah, I would really like to see a Lando movie. Um, I also think it's really sad that they didn't ask Billy Dean Williams to come back for 
the the little cameo the new movies yeah you know because yeah I, I actually <laughs> okay nerd alert um so i actually went to a billy d williams <laughs> panel at um dragon con and he actually he said that he hadn't been invited back for the 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 new trilogy and he was like kind of he was like if, if they wanted me back i'd come you guys tweet about it and let them know that you want me in those movies so he was he was i don't i can't imagine why they wouldn't yeah. like put he's such a great character and it's weird because like you know, as a person who saw Star Wars for the first time not that long ago, like a couple years ago, I watched them for the first time. And like all all I was familiar with from an outsider's perspective was like Han, Leia, and Luke mm-hmm. and like the droids. I didn't really have any concept of any of the other characters. I had no idea who Lando was. And when he showed up, I was like, who's this guy? Like I was <laughs> immediately so into his character and I was also like, damn, he's hot. And I was just like so excited about him. And I'm like, why isn't he more of a thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I well, don't understand. Lando is one of those characters, like, he betrays them. Mm-hmm. But he seems like the type of character that could repeatedly betray someone. Like, Lando and Han seem like they could just repeatedly do this yeah. to each other. But it would be like, well, you know, I had to. Yeah. It's kind of like, like the way of these scoundrelly types. And I think it would be fine. I don't know. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't want him to come back because I think he's great and like a beloved part of the franchise. It's not like someone was saying, "Where's Jar Jar?" Right? <laughs> Where's Jar Jar? Though I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> Justice for Jar Jar. No. <laughs> Hashtag not my Jar Jar. Look, I sometimes <laughs> I feel bad for the actor who plays Jar Jar Binks or played Jar Jar yeah. Binks because I think like. You know, he it's got that role, and he probably got so excited, like, man, I'm going to be a beloved Star Wars character. And little did he know, he'd be, like, the most hated character in the history of the world. You know? Well, you know, it's like, sometimes you look out, and you're chewy, and you're, like, sweet, and everyone loves you, and sometimes you're Jar Jar, and everyone hates you, and sometimes you're Wicket, and you're in between. Or, or a porn. <laughs> Or the porgs. Some people don't like porgs. And I don't get it. I wore my three porg moon t-shirt to see Solo. Yeah. Oh my god. I wore my my three porg moon shirt to yoga. It was very zen. Oh my god. In my yoga class. The little porgs going. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody can see that. (laughs) Oh, I should get my porg out and make some porg noises. Get the porg. Oh my god. Um, It's cool. I can just He's sleeping in the room right now. I also, while we're talking about Lando, can we just take a moment to appreciate Lando's cape collection? Yes. Oh my god, he was getting so upset about his cape. I, I hope it. he single-handedly brings back the cape because I love a cape. Yes, we had this conversation during the Handmaid's Tale episode. Yes, we were like, can I we bring capes. back capes? <laughs> if I wore a cape every day, I would probably be cool with it. Not be cool like being a slave, but you know, like. I like those handmade games. I identified the most with Kira when she goes into his closet and starts trying on his capes. I'm like, that would be me if I was on that ship right now. (laughs) (laughs) I hate how her name is spelled, though. I know. I had no idea until I looked at this doc and I was like, it's like fantasy spelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, where do you think you are, Mary? (laughs) I know, but it's just, I don't know. I get it's a mad. bit much. Well, do you want to talk about the other characters then? Yeah, yeah I guess we sure. should. All right, let's talk about Kira since we're already talking about her. First of all, 
more fucking British brunettes all up in this franchise. You've got to have at least one in every single Star Wars movie. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. At least the new ones. What's up with that? I dug that this character was, like, had a villainous twist to her, which doesn't often happen with the love interest female. Yeah. So I did appreciate that, and I appreciated, like, understanding, like, why maybe Han spent so much of his time, like, by himself. It makes sense that he would have this major relationship that went to shit. Yeah. Was it a major relationship? Yeah, he was gonna, he was trying to get back to that planet to rescue her. Yeah. Was it, like, how old is he supposed to be in this movie? Early 20s? yeah. I'm just wondering, like, what kind of relationship this was. Was it, like... Well, they say, like, we grew Mary. up together. What? He has been trying to get back to the planet to rescue her for over three years. It's pretty <laughs> serious. It seemed like they were, like, like serious, like, had been together, like, since they were teenagers. Yeah, like, that or was kind even of children, because it seemed like there were a lot of, like, children burglars around there just... But then when they meet back up, they don't even talk about it. It's just like, we're going to make eyes at each what other. What are they supposed to talk about? Mary, what do you want? I don't know. Be like, hey, what are we? They weren't really in an ideal situation to talk about it, though. Yeah, he wasn't even supposed to look at anybody. Yeah, they were like in the he middle did, of a party. though. Yeah, he did. If you're already breaking the rules, at least you can have the defining the relationship conversation. I don't, like, I feel like they were beyond the defining the relationship conversation at this point like I yeah he i think he expected it to just go be, like be the way it was yeah because he was like of course she waited for me like bitch no she <laughs> were gone for three years like she, she had to do way. something yeah. yeah and i appreciated that too that it was like undermined the thought that like oh i'll come back for you and that this person is gonna just wait even if you love someone, like, there's a certain amount of time, and then you just have to be like, I I can't just sit here waiting for you. She ha- she did something, and she had to, and that's realistic, I think. I mean, it wasn't ideal for Han. Yeah, well, when it's not ideal. About, like, getting to where she was. Yeah, that's not ideal. I'm thinking about the end. What do you and mean I'm like, I don't end? know. She's going to be in charge of this, like, group of people now. Sounds ideal. Well, yeah, but she's, like, murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> She's, like, in charge of a, like, shitty, like... Yeah! <laughs> she's a villain, so... Yeah. And she I have seems, a soft spot for villains. She seems to be slightly conflicted about that. But just, um, like, a little. Yeah. Not so conflicted that she's not gonna do it. Yeah. The girl's gotta survive, you know? But she could've killed him. And she didn't kill him. Yeah. So... She was, I mean, she was fine. I guess she was just, like, one of the main characters I was interested in the least. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. She wasn't, like, extremely interesting, but I think, like, they did things with her that I wasn't expecting, and I was I think for that. my major problem with Kira is the whole time I'm watching their story unfold, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because I know they're not going to end up together. Right. Yeah. And, like... A movie's not going to, like, leave them together at the end of the movie if they're not going to end up together because people don't just, like, have normal, like, break-offs, breakups off screen. Yeah. It's never, like, it's got to be something dramatic, you know? And, and yeah. I mean, like like you said, it sets up his 
attitude towards his next relationship. But, yeah. So that's Kira, everyone. <laughs> With a Q. <laughs> With a Q. Q-I apostrophe R-A. Kira. Kira. Um, so I got a couple of other characters that I wrote down that we could possibly talk about. Just real fast, though. Lady Proxima looked like a penis, right? She did. Okay. She did sure. not look like a penis. Because the entire time they're talking to Lady Proxima at the beginning of the movie, I was like, I can't. All I see is they're talking to a giant penis. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, that's all I, mean, I, I really said, have like, to say. I said, like, she looks Lady like Proxima. a big worm. But what does a penis look like? A big worm. Yeah. Other than a big worm. Well, yeah. Um, bodies are weird. Yeah. But we have some other characters we can talk about. So choose your own adventure. I put Tobias on here. Val. L3. Dryden. Why do they have to? Okay. So here's something that bothered me about the movie. All of the female characters either died or were evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. You gotta fridge him. L3 died too. And L3 was, I think, my favorite my new faves. character. Yeah, yeah, she was great. But you know who didn't die is the girl whose name I don't know at the end. Oh, with the red who, hair? Like, yeah. Yeah, but She's like, like, I don't even know who you're talking about. I didn't even she, The one who, like, died. leaves. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The rebel Rebel, girl. rebel girl. She seemed like she could have been cool. Who knows, though? We don't know her. Yeah. I do have an issue with the fact that, and this is, this happened in... This happened in The Last Jedi also, and it happened in Rogue One, that there are constantly female... Oh, and it it happened twice in The Last Jedi, where there are constantly female characters sacrificing themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, but, like, the male characters very rarely have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, these people are just, like, at the beginning of The Last Jedi, Rose's sister, who just, like, sacrifices herself. At the end, Laura Dern... Her character. Mm, Laura Dern, though. Uh, I was so sad. <sighs> and yeah, so like, Thandie Newton, who's like a very popular actress and like a great actress. and Maeve! Maeve, Maeve. from Westworld. Oh, Maeve. Dies so quickly. I know. Like, right when it happens, my roommate looked over at me and she was like, they already killed her? I was like, I know. Like, what the fuck? I would rather her have lived and Woody Harrelson. That's what I was going to Same. Who cares about Woody Harrelson? I mean, I like Woody Harrelson. He's just playing himself at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm a vaguely southern-accented dude who's maybe bad. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm never like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited Woody Harrelson's in this movie. I'm just like, yeah. oh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Movie. I don't have a yeah, problem I'm like, with fine. This. Yeah. Fine. I will say uh, one of my favorite things was L3 and how she believes, and I think was probably right, that Lando had a little crush on her. Yeah. And she goes into depth and and is talking to Kira about it. And she says, you know, it could never work. I think sometimes, maybe. Huh. But then, no, ultimately, we wouldn't work out as a couple. And Kira says, how would that even, how would it? And she says, it would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just so funny. It's so great. L3 is a little sexy, you know? She's got that, yeah. like, swing in her hips when she walks. And she kind of, like, yeah. makes some sexual jokes, like, when yeah. she's, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. She's, like, 
opening the gate or whatever, and she's like, don't watch me while I'm doing this or something like that. Yeah. I can't perform. Yeah. I can't perform she's while just you're a watching. She's cheeky, you know? And I, I really appreciated that. And I loved her whole, like, robot rights thing, which... Yes. I mean, it was awesome. Like, why... I, obviously, that would be a thing. Why have no other robots cared about this before? Another yeah. one of my favorite little scenes was when her and Lando are in the, like, cockpit, and he's like... He's like, what do you want? And she's like, equality. And he's just, he like rolls his eyes at her and walks away. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I really liked her. Um, that was yeah. definitely like, okay, like another one of my favorite. I keep saying like, this was my favorite thing, but this was another yeah. one of my favorite things. Yeah, she was movie. great. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. Why is there a Mary in there? That's her full name is Phoebe Mary Waller Bridge. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what her wiki that's a long says. Name. I will say also, I don't really have anything to add to this, but I do like Paul Bettany a lot. I mean, he was kind of playing a standard villain. Yeah, he didn't he really bad. do that much. His makeup did yeah. more than he did. I felt like. Yeah, I just, I like I Paul Bettany. Yeah. I mean, he's I also fine. and Emily, you're gonna bristle at this. Uh oh. I get Paul Bettany and Michael Fassbender confused sometimes. What? Paul Bettany's yeah. like a hundred years old. They don't look alike <laughs> at all. Like at all. I mean, they have a similar voice. They're what? both white guys. <laughs> <laughs> I could see getting some white guys confused. I think you know they're both white guys who have played robots. I yeah. Mean, I just like robots. I'm so familiar with Michael Fassbender at this point that I could never get him confused with anyone. Yeah. I like them both, so it's fine. I'm not super familiar with them. You're just not always sure who you're looking at. So, (laughs) Emily, in fact, bristled. I am just, I don't even know what to say. I don't don't know if I can go on like this. You know? (laughs) I have so many feelings. Um, Okay, so... I also I just, like we just have to move yeah, on. Yeah, we just have to move yeah. on. I also just wanted to ask, like, what do you think this movie... Okay, aside it being the love story of Chewie and Han, what is this movie about? What are, like, its major themes and motifs? I put a couple of questions on there of, like, what I thought it might be, but, like, what do you guys think? What What is the message of this movie? I see on the dock, the first thing you have is slavery and exploitation. Yeah. I wanted it to be more about that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a hint of that in there. Yeah. That's like L3 subplot. But I mean, it's also Han and, I mean, that's what Han and Kira are dealing with too. And then the people at the end of the movie, I can't remember what planet they're from, but like they're talking about how they're exploited um, and like their tongues were cut out. Um, And Chewie too, all of his people. So I mean, like basically like all, almost all of our heroes in the movie, all the people that we're caring about have been exploited in some way. And um, Kira, I keep wanting to just call her Amelia Clark because uh, that's just <laughs> Amelia who she Clark. Is. But um, yeah, Kira, um, the only way that she's able to get out of that cycle of exploitation is to like exploit people herself, you know, and to, like sort of mm-hmm. become part of the like you're you're either being affected by exploitation or you have to exploit and enslave and kill others. And I don't know. So to me, it seemed like a pretty big deal in the movie. I mean, I guess it could always be a bigger deal. Yeah. I think, I mean, what I get from a lot of Star Wars movies and, like, just, I guess, the franchise in general is, like, also just, like, the importance of 
like rebelling when you think that's yeah yeah when that's the right thing to do yeah stand up for what you believe in like don't follow the leader situation thing yeah (laughs) so i want to know more about those rebels at the end of the movie yeah yeah that see like that was the thing like when you guys were talking about how this works as a standalone movie i honestly felt like this was setting up for a second movie i want a movie about those rebels yeah I want a Lando movie. Like, because you have a lot of loose threads here at the end, because you have Kira going away to, like, meet up with Mystery Cameo, which we'll talk about in a second. And we've got this reveal of, like, these rebels that have been, like, following around that they thought were, like, pirates or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. There were, like, a lot of big things that happened at the end that kind of suggest, like, more happens next and i'm not saying like oh my god there has to be a solo too but it seems like some of these yeah. threads are going to be carried on to another movie at yeah. some time. i think i think they will i just my point was that it felt it didn't feel like this movie was too concerned about setting up for the future because yeah. like so yeah. many other movies that are definitely going to have sequels are like you spend half of the movie like either explaining the last one or setting up for the next one. Yeah, I mean, just usually even, like, the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away part mm-hmm. is much longer. Yeah. Here it was also, just, like, a couple of Also, why wasn't it a crawl line. this time? Because it wasn't long enough! Where would it crawl to? It would just be, like, float. It was, like, two <laughs> lines. That's why. Seriously. It's sad to not see a crawl. Just make the text bigger. It would have been hilarious. Make the text big so it would be like, the <laughs> land They of... could have made it work. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't saying. know. I just don't know, Kelly. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I don't know. What do you guys think it is about? You don't have to look at my notes. I like that one of your bullet points is all the women must die or be evil. <laughs> yeah, I wish I kind of already said, like, why? Yeah. Why does this have to be a thing? True, though. Yeah. Yeah. Look, just because I like the movie doesn't mean that it was a perfect movie. It's not a perfect movie. No. Definitely not. But it was fun. It was very It was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think also about uh, uh, – such as the title would imply, and, like, learning how Han got his last name. Oh, my God, that was dumb. Yeah, it was so silly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It was literally just, like, the inspector dude being like, so so what's your last name? Who are your people? And he's like, I don't have any people. Then the man's like, hmm, so you're alone. Hmm. Han Solo. Solo. <laughs> he had just been like, so you're alone. So your name is Han Alone. <laughs> he should have just named him Halone. Halone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, n- but like I think a- uh, it's also about like um individualism and like finding, fi- or but then like finding your family because. There yeah. was, like, that little part of, like, you know, oh, uh, I don't know if what he just – he's, like, Chewie's talking and uh, Han is, like, I don't know if he just said that he is separated from his tribe or his family. And Woody Harrelson character says, like, there's no difference between those two things. Yeah. So it's, like, you know, making your own family if you don't have one or mm-hmm. finding connections with people. Um, 
And in a way, like, even uh, Han's relationship with Lando is, like, a family member relationship because it's, like, a person who he meets who he will, like, be connected to for the rest of his life. It's like a sibling. Yeah. An antagonistic sibling relationship. Yeah. They still love each other. <laughs> Except for when he's – my f- actual favorite part is when he, like, walks up to him and, like, fondly puts his arm around Lando and Lando just looks up at him and he's like, I hate you. <laughs> I never want to see you again. <laughs> and he walks away. And then flies the ship. Oh, my God. Away. I love that. So – when Han is like, look, we've got reinforcements in that ship just waiting. And then, like, the ship it just, flies away. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, Lando's the best. Yes. Um, yeah, this movie is really just about how Lando's the best. I think that's the real answer. All right. Should yeah. we talk about the, the cameo? So if you re- really, like, if you haven't watched the movie and you really don't want to be spoiled, I don't know why you made it this far, but really stop now. I would spoiler. argue this is not a, that big of a deal. Well, it's a big deal for it's a lot of people. It's just kind of like, oh? It was oh. surprising. I was like, oh. I was like, what the fuck? I don't get it. Yeah. So I had to look it up immediately after. So I have the deets for you guys if you also saw this and were like, what the fuck? So um, at the end of the movie, turns out Kira is working in cahoots with none other than Darth Maul. Just Maul now. <laughs> yeah, okay, Maul. But okay, I was like blind by blinded by confusion at this point in the movie because like having not read any of the books or comic books or anything like that, my thought was like, how is Han Solo older than Anakin Skywalker? Because Darth Maul died in the first prequel mm-hmm. movie. That was my first thought. Yeah. So I had to look it up. And apparently, and some of you fans are going to know this and think that we're idiots. But apparently uh, he did not die. And he's had like a whole side story in Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I don't even... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. This Cartoon Network animated Star Wars shows. Yeah. Um, and basically like his wound carterized and he has a mechanical bottom now. Like bottom half. <laughs> A mechanical butt. <laughs> Not just his butt, his whole, his whole bottom half. <laughs> Robot butt. Just, like, from a science level, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, okay, it doesn't, but, I mean, like, I don't this know. He's Star a different Wars. species, yeah. so who it's knows? Fantasy. You know, like, who knows? All of his yeah. organs might be in his top half. We don't know. It's very possible. Yeah. So They might have all been in his butt. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Which is mechanical. <laughs> So, honestly, like, I'm so dumb that I just, like, wasn't even thinking about the timeline. And I was like, oh, it's that guy. And I, like, didn't even think about the fact that the prequels are prequels. Like, I was just thinking about them as, like, the order that they were made in. It was, like, until I read this doc. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, But I'm not confused because the answer is here for me. I never forget a Ewan McGregor moment. And I remember True. when Ewan McGregor killed Darth Maul in the first Star Wars movie, in the first movie in the prequel. So, but uh, yeah, so he no longer goes by Darth. He's just Maul now, which doesn't have the same evil ring to it. It's like, hey, Maul, what's up? Let's go to the mall. Let's hit the mall. You know, I don't know. Or like Maul short for Molly. Yeah. Ooh, we should start calling him Molly. Molly. If we start showing up more. 
Anyway, so apparently he's still around. I don't know. I feel like this is going to factor into a future movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of felt like him, like, revving up his double-sided lightsaber at the end of that conference call was, like, eye-roll-inducing. Because I'm like, did you, like, we remember that you have that cool lightsaber. Like, you don't have to... Show it off right Show now it. to everybody. Like, we get it. We know, we remember who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's a small thing, but I was like, come on, Darth Maul. Yeah. I mean, I mean Maul. I'm not surprised. Molly. All villains are show off assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a rule. Anyhow. So, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the cameo. Did anyone have any other thoughts about the cameo, or are we done talking about that? I was just like, why are you here? Yeah. Yeah. What are we gaining from this? I don't know. It just, like, that's one of the other things that made me think, like, all right, so some other movie is going to follow this, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully a Lando movie. Why not? Yeah, I mean, hopefully. as I said, I was really into The Phantom Menace, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Darth Maul's fine. Yeah, he's fine. I thought they killed him off way too easily, so I guess I was wrong. Mm-hmm. They didn't kill him off at all, so. I was pretty into his red and black aesthetic mm-hmm. at the time. The spikes on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the movie? I mean, well, I I mean, I guess my final thought is like, while I like the main movies in the new trilogy best of what's coming out right now, and I don't completely agree with like the Marvel Universe system of constantly releasing movies. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Which seems kind of like what Disney's trying to do with Star Wars, like they're doing with Marvel. Like releasing But Marvel, it's like several times a year. It is. And it's just Because there's so many at this point. And they can't really do an Avengers-style situation here because, like... It's different time. Time warp. It's a different time period. There's a time warp, and they all end up in the same time period. <laughs> Star hey, Wars, you. Infinity War. You know, I don't like those aspects of it. I do think this movie is enjoyable and it is worth going to go see. Like, I wouldn't say don't go see it. Yeah. Yeah. 100% you should go see it. It's Just go fun. into it with appropriate expectations. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting much. And I was like, I had a very pleasant experience watching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I went with someone who, I went with Justine and our friend who, as we get to the movie theater, I find out has never seen a Star Wars movie in her life. Oh, wow. And I'm like, why did you agree to go to this? What was, <laughs> what was the perspective of someone who'd never seen a Star Wars movie? Like, She loved it. it. She was like, that was so the- fun. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. she, she thought so, it was really funny. I mean, and, that's, like, I think that's important. I mean, obviously, like, a movie like this, I think, should be able to be enjoyable to someone who's never seen yeah. a Star Wars movie before. Maybe something like, you know, The Last Jedi should not be something that you go see if you've never seen any other ones. But right. something like this, I think, should work as a standalone. So that's good. Yeah, which I think it does. I think there are definitely parts that she would have enjoyed a lot more if she had known. Like, because there are all these little moments of like, oh, that, yeah. that. But, you know. Cool. Yay, Star Wars. We did it. So what's on the blog, guys? On the blog. Well, Riverdale's over. Yeah. But we did do one final recap. So 
you can read that if you want. Bachelorette. So Bachelorette has started, um, and we did a blog post of our first impressions. Actually, the day we're recording this is the first, is the premiere of The Bachelorette. So at this point, we still haven't watched it. Oh, it is? Yeah, but at the time that, by the time this comes out, there will be one episode out and another one coming out tonight um, when this comes out. So we'll, we'll know when this comes oh, out. There are two episodes a week. I forgot about that. No, no, no. This just comes Wait. like it, this comes out in a week. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so this Monday and next Monday. I was about to have a panic attack thinking <laughs> no. that I was going to have to. I, gotta be I was thinking honest, it was like I'm Bachelor in Paradise. No, I'm I don't think anyone is. for the season. I don't know. So there's that. I'm not pumped. All these dudes look boring. Yeah. Also, I wrote a blog post about the second season of 13 Reasons Why. My. Um, which I watched so that you don't have to. <laughs> You're Good. welcome. You're welcome. Susan wrote about Nailed It, the Netflix show. Yeah. Which yeah. is so fun. So fun. Um, also, Why in Paradise. Has started. Almost paradise. Knocking on heaven's door. So by the time this is published, or by the time this podcast is out, our YA in Paradise review of Moxie will be available. So, you know, if you haven't checked that out, check it out. Do it. Feminism. I also wrote a blog about (laughs) robots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And why I like robots and some of my top robot things. Mary, you know what you left out? What? The Flight of the Concord song about robots. I was trying to just stick with, like, movies, TV shows, and... Uh, Flight of the Concord is a TV show. That is a TV show. show. Yeah, but it's like a song. humans are dead. Specifically. The humans (laughs) are dead. I I will say, like, I wrote this blog post in preparation for the release of a video game that I've been waiting for since 2013 called Detroit Become Human. Mm -hmm. Did it come out? Yes, it did. It came out Friday. And I talked a little bit. How many dollars did it cost? How many dollars? Yeah, because you said I should get it. Uh, 60, 59. Okay, I might have to wait for it to be less dollars. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty standard for a new PlayStation. Yeah, but I like to wait for things to be old and then buy them because they're still fun when they're old. That's fair. But like, it came out. I've been waiting so long for it. I pre-ordered it. I started playing it immediately, and this blog was like getting me hyped for the game, and I was not disappointed. It's very good. It's very emotionally gripping, and it is not a news story about robots, because it also is kind of, like, about robot revolution and, like, individuality and what it means to be human, but it's still good. Cool. I do want to check it out. Um, I do like robots. Robots. Mm Yeah. They're like chobits, but robots. Chobits are an anime. I know. Uh, Well, I know. I'm just letting everybody else know. (laughs) God, Kelly's not only about you. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and Chobits are robots as well. Oh my god, I can't. We gotta stop. <laughs> um, is that everything on the blog? Everything we want to talk about? I sure. think so. Um, okay, what's next on the podcast? Well, Susan's not here to introduce her book, but I shall do A it. spooky book. Tell us about it. Isn't it spooky? It's called scary. I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It is about, by and about Michelle McNamara's 
uh, search for the Golden State Killer and obsession with said killer. Uh, so it's just, you know, a serial killer book. Pretty cool true stuff. Crime. True crime. It's true crime, but it's written. I mean, I'm not done with it, but like it's written really interestingly and it's like a nice blend of memoir and yeah, detective work. So I think it's pretty I'm very pretty excited to start it. I have yeah. not started it. I've been listening yet. to the audiobook, which I would not recommend. Um, the reader is not very good. And also, she has no pop filter, so her S's, Ooh. which is, like, probably what I sound like right now, but the thing is, I'm not a professional. True. We're a This DIY is from podcast. Audible. Like, can We're you guys get Audible. a better microphone? Jesus. Jesus Christ. And she does this annoying thing. I'll just talk about this when we do the episode. No, no, go ahead. You already said it. This woman like reads in voices for all of the people talking and i'm like this is about a murderer like why are you giving all these like male detectives like deeper voice she's she'll just like give them weird deep voices and i'm like why are shelby said i don't know literally literally and i'm like are you this is so stupid this isn't like a children's book you're not like reading me to sleep like can you please not do this it's very distracting, and I hate it. So, mm. anyway, don't get the audiobook. I I did not uh, get the audiobook. I am listening to the Moxie on audio, though, so, which is fine. You know, it's a pretty easy book. I listened to Moxie on audio today as I rearranged my bookshelf in rainbow order. Wonderful. I, I look like a booktuber now because I have a rainbow bookshelf. And there are tons of Funko Pops on it. And that's all you need to be able to do. That's very true. Also, after I'll Be Gone in the Dark, we will be talking about Westworld Season 2. Speaking of robots. Mm-hmm. Gonna be talking I purposely about didn't Westworld. put Westworld on my robot list. But you are going to be talking we're about, it. Talk about it. And I feel like we're going to be talking about Maeve a lot. Yeah. Because we really like Maeve. She's the best part. But I mean, like, I don't know how Susan feels, but I'm assuming she probably really likes me, too. It's like, how could she not? She's just the, she's like objectively the best part of the show. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, we'll be talking about that. And we hope you will watch it and join us. Um, And also we hope you'll read the book along with us. Um, I'll be gone in the dark and listen to our episode. Um, I would love it. If you would rate and review us. Oh, my God. That's scary. (laughs) That got progressively scarier. Well, we've tried everything else. We got to scare them now. Jenny does that voice for the cats a lot. I'll say, hey, Petrina. And Jenny will go, hello. (laughs) It's me. Patrina. <laughs> oh my god. But seriously, rate and review us on iTunes. Please. Um, it'll help new listeners find us. I think every podcast you've ever listened to has told this to you. But listen, it's really important for us because we don't like we're new. We're babies. We need this. We're not sponsored we're- by mattress companies and blue apron. We're not. We we're really not need sponsored more by listeners. Anything. Um except for love and friendship sponsored by love and friendship um we are on many podcast apps 
I submitted us to Spotify, so waiting to see if that happens. I looked us up on Spotify the other day, and we weren't there yet. Come on, Spotify. Get with Come on, guys. So, yeah. Please follow us on social meds. Social meds. At Book Squad Goals, our website is www.booksquadgoals.com, and our email address is thesquad at booksquadgoals.com. And, like, honestly, if you have any comments about Star Wars or Solo, like, please write in and let us know. Write in. Yeah. For sure. We'll talk about it. If you want to yell at me for saying that the books aren't canon, then I am here to listen to your argument. We'll read it on the podcast. I'm here for you. (laughs) Take her down a peg. (laughs) Take me down. I am here for you. I'm not saying I won't yell at you, but I will listen first. I welcome your opinions. I think Ben has read a lot of the books. So, I mean, obviously, I don't hate Maybe Ben will write in some angry listener feedback. He already was telling me some things he felt about the movie earlier today, and I was like, well, you better write it in, because I ain't listening to it right now. you got to write it down. And he was like, I'm writing it in right now vocally. Oh, my God. So nope. I was like, I Doesn't already count. forgot Doesn't what count. it was, so you better write in, Ben. If you're listening to this, Ben, if you want us to talk about your ideas and your feelings, you got to write it down. I would die if he just, like, popped in from the other room. Like, <laughs> You know actually. he's playing Magic the Gathering right now. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is my life. (laughs) Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you. And we look forward to having a Susan here next time. Susan, we love you. We miss you. We miss you. Can't wait to hear about what your favorite thing about Donald Glover is next time. Yeah, you have to tell us. So study up, bitch. Write in and let us know your favorite thing about Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. If you just want to write in about Donald Glover... Just Donald Glover thoughts. Yeah, just general Donald Glover thoughts. We'll we'll read those too. Um, if you want to tell Mary how wrong she is for not knowing the difference between Michael Fassbender and Paul Bettany, you can write in about that. <laughs> Besides one of them being a million years old. Yeah. yeah. If you are Oscar Isaac and you want to write in and ask me on a date, you could do that, Oscar. <laughs> that was Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that was me, Kelly, just so you remember. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.